Hi, Rob McConkie here. Welcome to another episode of Postcards from the Bush. I'm calling Season 2, The Happy Hacker Goes West. Yes, this golfing tragic is playing in the Outback Masters. Between games in Charleville, Quilpie, Blackhall, Hewenden and Longreach, I'm meeting up with some of the folks, the artists, the farmers and the townspeople and so many more. Hope you'll join me. Sunday afternoon here at the um, Outback Queensland Masters. We're at Longreach Golf Course. The uh, race has been run and won. I'm not sure by whom. Nobody got the million dollars. So the million dollars is going to be available at Birdsville next year in 2022. The Outback Queensland Masters is going to six venues and the ultimate pinnacle of it is a game of golf at Birdsville. And with me is Nell Brooks and David Brooks. And Nell Brooks is the president of the Birdsville Golf Club. Nell, how do you feel about having the pinnacle of the Outback Queensland Masters at Birdsville? Look, I just think it's fantastic. Fantastic for the town, fantastic for the community and fantastic to put our golf course on the map. It's very new. Uh, we will have 18 holes done and dusted for the... Um, event next year it's was designed by um, Glenn Thomas from Brisbane many many years ago it's taken 24 years to get this on the road and uh, once we've had the Outback Masters it'll be on everyone's bucket list and I can imagine red the soil here is greyish at Longreach at Roma it was really red at Quilpie it was grey what colour is are the fairways going to be White. White? Sand. Just normal Simpson Desert sand. Mm-hmm. Hard? Well, it's... Much run? be soft. Yeah, it depends on the rain, depends what's happening, depends uh, whether the rats are about, depends uh, what the season is, really. At times, the fairways have been filled with wildflowers, so... It just depends on the season. Look, if we get a little bit of winter rain next year, it's going to be an absolute bloom of desert flowers. Uh, We have, again, oil greens. Um, It's a fairly long course, um, but it's, it's... as a, it's between three sand hills and very interesting, really interesting, completely different to anything I've seen out in the West. What was your inspiration for building the golf course? Well, as a little bit of a joke, I probably always tell people I gave up golf to marry David because I, I played a lot of golf in South Africa, really, and then uh, marry David and moved to Birdsville, which was right in the middle of the outback coming from the city. So it was... It just took me that long. It's always been in the back of my mind. I grew up in a family where my father was a golf collector. He had some of the first balls ever manufactured. He had a lot of the uh, wooden shaft golf clubs. He had the most amazing library of old golf books. And uh, we always used to say if you were looking for a golf journal, you just have to go into the toilet and you'd get the, the golf journals were there for everyone to read. And was he passionate about playing the game as well? Not so much until I finished school, mm-hmm. and then I started playing. Playing at university, it was always a good way to find the boys, if you're a good golfer. 
Um, but I played f- uh, for the club as well in a few few little games. Uh, I used to play ladies' day was always on a Tuesday afternoon. So I was quite a, a very, very enthusiastic um, c- uh, club member, shall I say. And were you a good competitor? Because I think that some of the people that I've played with in sa- from South Africa are very good competitors. Look, I got down to a 12 handicap and I was about a 14 when I left, but I'm certainly not that now. <laughs> Have you had a whack around? Do you still play? Oh, yes. Where do you play? It depends where we are. Yeah. We should go and have nine now. I'd love and I'd love we to have could. a few. We could. We go and have a bit of a whack around, or even a few holes. Why don't we do that? Oh, we could go and play a few holes in my bush uh, boots. Yeah. Well, oh, the, the RM Williams will be great. Yeah. I've actually got a pair of golf shoes that I could wear and you could wear, and we could work it out. We'll we'll go and have a play a few holes. Meanwhile, I think I've got my glove in my hand. Well, good. I've got a filthy glove. It's covered in black oil. Um, about golf and the golf course. Now, you can't build anything out at Birdsville without a community effort. How much of the community, all 115 of them, are involved? Well, whoever we want um, is always willing. Uh, the Birdsville Social Club has been initially very supportive and uh, it just became um, probably more practical to have a social club mm. and then have a golf club. Yeah. So that's how the golf club was born, I suppose. Now, I hear you've only got nine holes at the moment and there isn't actually a clubhouse, so you've got a lot of work to do in the next year? Uh, we have a fresh air clubhouse, <laughs> you know, four posts and a, a, a bit of a, a, a lean-to. Mm. And uh, we will get it done. It's been such a goal and we will get it done. We've got graders, we can get rollers, we can get... Um, we'll just do the best. We will. This is Postcards from the Bush, and I'm calling this season The Happy Hacker Goes West. I'm Robin McConkie. Stay with me and enjoy. I'm hoping for a good season and so we get some wildflowers because, David, the country out at Birdsville is sort of um, iconic for Australia. Yeah, and it responds well to rainfall. You know, we'll have green glass and we'll have uh, flowers if it rains. If it doesn't, we'll have desert. Uh, we'll have a big, the course will be a bunker, but it, it's still, it's very interesting and it's exciting. We've got good tracks around it and uh, the green, the greens or all greens are nice. Uh, it'll be a popular spot for, it's a popular spot for visitors to come anyway. So it's no trouble to throw a, a, a few golf clubs in the boot and, and come out and uh, uh, enjoy the uh, the fresh air. Uh, How do you fit it in with all the other events in Birdsville, with the big big red bash and everything else? Yeah, I think it's going to sounds like it's going to follow about a fortnight after the big red bash. That's a big event, so uh, that'll be cleared by then. Uh, the races are perhaps six weeks after that. Uh, now we fit them in. We've been doing it for a while now, so uh, the races are. It'll be about 140 years, I think, next year. It's the 140th year. Uh, Big Red Bash has only done about 10. 140 years of race meetings at Birdsville? 1882 to 2022, that's 140. They might have missed a few with uh, uh, over the years, but, um, yeah, a while. Uh, so Birdsville was settled in 1842? No, did I say 1882? And what was, why was it settled? Uh, it was a customs town uh, before, well before Federation. Mm. The uh, town uh, was originally 
Diamantina Crossing. That's where there was a crossing of the of the river there. Charles Sturt was there in 1842 or thereabouts. Um, Birkin Wells in 1860-something. Uh, their reports would have gone back, uh, drew a few p- people out to the, the grazing, the, the I suppose the cattle, the sheep, uh, and the town more or less started in about 1873. The first hotel was built in 1882, the second one 83, the current one 1884. Uh, so it grew to be a town of about 300 uh, when there were customs tolls had to be paid on cattle moving over borders and goods backwards and forwards. Uh, after Federation, with none of that necessary, probably a few droughts, it dropped back and it dropped back to 30, 40 or 50 and it's risen right up to 115 now, so we're going well. And where, how long have your family been there? From about a, uh, not long after, after the in the 1880s, in the 1880s, uh, there was a, a, a big influx of people. My great-grandfather was a customs officer there in the 1880s. Uh, my grandmother was born there or around there in 1888, uh, married my grandfather in 1908. Mum was born, not there, but lived there in 1911. So, uh, yeah. And when did your family get into cattle? Uh, well, my grandfather—that's my my mother's father. He was—he uh, came from around Mudgee in New South Wales in that period, the 1880s, uh, and he actually managed Kidman's first property in Queensland, Annandale before the turn of the century so uh, he was in it but he didn't he was just he wasn't uh, didn't own anything then no didn't own a cattle station or anything uh, my mum and her brother uh, I think 1930 was the first property that they small property they owned right on the edge of the desert uh, part of Alton Downs which is still in the family now and what's the magic about channel country when you're producing cattle well, we've got a, it, it's a, we've got two arrows in the bow. We've got uh, the possibility of rain. We've got the possibility of a flood coming through. Mm. We've got possibility of a lot of dry times mm. as well. Uh, the country responds very well to. Uh, don't need a lot of rain. Mm. If flood, you need a decent flood, but it comes on quickly. Everything that grows is edible. Everything that grows is uh, adds weight to the cattle, uh, and uh, it, it, yeah, it's good. Uh, it's just good country. It, it's big, you know, so you don't run very... It, it's lightly stocked. You've got to lightly stock it because you can't guarantee the rain. And if you do that, it looks after you. And are you producing feeder cattle or are you... Yeah, we produce fat cattle. Yeah, there's a lot of... A lot, most, a lot of the, the, the channel country, as we call it, is also producing organic cattle. Mm. So we've been marketing organic cattle ourselves and many others uh, uh, since the... Uh, 1990s, about to two, year 2000. So that's a market we've tapped. But before that, Kidman's and all the early owners have been selling the you know, Channel Country Bullocks have been well known for for a long time because the <coughs> the, the country lasts so well. Floods, uh, you know, generates months and months of feed if it's good enough. Sometimes I'm so excited about coming out there next year for the not only for the the scenery and the golf, but just to experience being out in Western Queensland, in the Channel Country, having a game of golf there and seeing some of the stuff that I've read about for so many years. You must be so thrilled to have the, the golf out there, Nell. I am thrilled, and I think it will open up 
um, a market for people to fly in and play. And I've always said April is such a beautiful month. So if people want to come out April, May, mm -hmm. and then want to come out September, October, mm. you know, you, or even in, in um, the early months, March, November, if you go out really early in the morning, you can have, be finished with your game of golf by nine o'clock yeah. and then you can come into town and do something else. And it's not that far from town. It's about a um, kilometre or two. Your daughter would be running it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry? Your daughter would be just jogging out there. Probably, yes. Yeah. Is it freezing in the mornings at the moment? Well... I'm in a tent. I'm camping. You're camping? Oh, it's never freezing. It can get down to four, four or six. And glorious sunny days. Glorious sunny days. Could have a southerly blowing. Uh, it just depends. Normally a southerly blowing. So it can get quite cool at night. But it is just magnificent. And it's a great spot for night golf as well. So we've tried that. We've tried that with uh, a few flares and a few balls that that when you hit them, they light up or they light up before you hit them. So you just follow them in and have a game. We've had a couple of, played a couple of holes at night. It's a lot of fun. Thank you very much both for your time. Thank you very much, Nell Brooks. Thanks, David Brooks. Mm, pleasure. And Nell, good luck with it. I know that you're the president. The local policeman is the, what role does he's, he play? He's the vice president and his wife is actually the secretary treasurer. <laughs> so, and But we've got very very um, enthusiastic community members so we've um, it's going to be the Birdsville Dunes Golf Club and it's going to be the hacky, Happy Hacker Goes West to Birdsville in 2022. Sounds good to me. Hope you enjoyed our chat. Please subscribe to Postcards from the Bush with Robin McConkie and join me on the next adventure in the Happy Hacker Goes West. Mm -hmm.